it was the Queen Elizabeth High School. It's not there anymore. They've since taken that down. Like a few years ago, they took it down to asbestos or something like that, and they rebuilt high school where they combined three high schools together. So it's not even there anymore, but the grounds are still there. They've got a community garden over top of the grounds now. So I'm wondering if anyone sees this woman in the garden or something now. Because if they don't leave the spot they're at, maybe maybe she's still walking, wandering around the, what she thinks is the hall, you know? Hello, welcome to Supernatural Stories, the show where you'll hear real stories of the supernatural from real people all across Canada. I'm your host, Cal Goodbaum, broadcasting from Rocking Chair Studio in Toronto. Hope you enjoy the show wherever you are. Thanks for listening. You know what that means. Back to school. If you're in school or have kids, September can mean only one thing. But even if you don't have any kids that age, and you've long since graduated, September still brings for myself, and for many others, a special annual sense of anticipation or even anxiety. All those years experiencing the blurry first day of math class after a summer of swimming and having fun and forgetting rules. For some students, though, the return to school is more harrowing, possibly more haunted. After all, if you listen to episode 5, Haunted Schools and Auditoriums, you'll already know a bit of what I'm talking about. If you haven't, get a chance to listen to episode 5 and hear some true stories about ghosts in Humber College Lakeshore and other schools across Canada. In this episode, we're going back to school. I'll be sharing stories from real people across Canada who have experienced some sort of spiritual activity in their school or in the last story on a field trip to another school. Before the intro, Carol was talking about an experience that she had when she was growing up in Halifax. The whole Halifax is quite old, so there's ghost stories everywhere. (laughs) There's rumors that Dalhousie, the older buildings, have a couple. I know my high school had at least one going on in there, because I saw her. (laughs) Teenagers and stuff, we're conditioned to pretty much train to think that that stuff's not real, and that if we're seeing it, it's not something we should talk about, because we might be crazy, or like everyone's going to make fun of me, you know? I think that's why it's not talked about at school. You bring it up to your teacher, the teacher's going to be like, oh, shoot, you need to see the social worker or something. They'll call your parents. <laughs> right? Pretty much, she'll send you home. She's crazy. Please take care of her. Yeah. I know I never brought it up to the teacher. Probably like 8 or 9 o'clock at night. The hallway was dark. There's nobody there. I saw something there. I saw this lady, and she it was almost like a cliche movie thing. 
she was wearing a white dress type thing and she was very transparent. And she was walking down the hall and I was watching this happen. It was at night. We were there for sort of activity at night and, and, and you know, it was pretty deserted at that point. And I watched her walk down and I pulled my friend's arm and I said, did you see that lady go down the hallway? And he said, no, but I'm not surprised to hear that. I've heard that there's a lady she goes through the hallways. And then he told me there were tunnels in the school. And I said, okay, so where did the tunnels go? They go apparently to the old fort from like the 1700s up on the hill there. And I was like, so where is she going then? And he's like, well, the school's been around forever and tunnels have been there. And the school is newer than, than the tunnels would be. So I, I, I wonder if there was another building before that. Oftentimes, yeah. schools are renovated and an old building is turned into a school and then added on to. There may have been a ghost from quite a time back. And, you know, I've heard that when people are renovating buildings and stuff like that, that the activity actually picks up more. I definitely think she was more on the residual side of things rather than, like, you know, interactive, active type spirit. The residual is more like a... Like a memory stuck there, kind of. Yeah, yeah, something like that, right? So it's just it's stuck on a loop of sorts. The same thing over and over. And I think that she's, she's, always she's always there. She's always there. She's always there. She's always there. She didn't interact with me. She just walked by and she didn't walk. She just kept walking. She didn't acknowledge that I was there. I've never, I guess, experienced one of those residual type haunts before. And, and I was like, well, that that was really strange. And, and I got a really strange feeling from, from her myself. My friends weren't surprised. It wasn't the first they'd heard of it. And they were telling me a couple stories about other people seeing it. And they had heard all kinds of stories about it. It was the Queen Elizabeth High School. It's not there anymore. They've since taken that down. Like a few years ago, they took it down, the asbestos or something like that. And they rebuilt high school where they combined three high schools together. So it's not even there anymore, but the grounds are still there. They've got a community garden over top of the grounds now. So I'm wondering if anyone sees this woman in the garden or something now. Because if they don't leave the spot they're at, maybe maybe she's still walking, wandering around the, what she thinks is the hall, you know? wonder if anyone's ever seen her. I, I don't know, that's something I should probably ask the owners of, of that community garden. <laughs> you know, she was all in the, you know, that typical white dress. Like, it looked like something out of, like the Scooby-Doo or something. <laughs> I don't know that there's anybody in that garden at night, though. If she only goes at night, maybe it's not something they even know about. <laughs> it's right next door to the hospital, so then my next question would be, I wonder if anyone from the hospital has seen her. And I kind of just never thought about it until you asked me about the school stuff. Oh yeah, I remember her, right? Long time ago though. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that true story of a residual ghost sighting from Carol in Halifax. There will be two more amazing, unexplained stories coming up next. But first, a brief word from our sponsor.
Are you like countless other people facing the same frustrating situation week after week from animal attacks you can't stop? You've got the bear traps, you've got the raccoon traps, but you want to feel the sense of safety and security that you can only get with Wild Man brand Bigfoot and Sasquatch Trap. Wildman Bigfoot and Sasquatch Trap is a three-foot-long cable-binding-based design which traps any sized foot up to the size of a full-grown male Bigfoot or Squatch. You might be asking, won't these traps endanger the Bigfoot or Yeti population? And the answer is no, because the trap is so safe that even a baby can get out of it. You might be asking if a baby can get out of it. Well, let's stop Bigfoot. The answer lies in our patented design which confuses the Bigfoot with the fragrant smell of pine. Once immobilized, the Bigfoot or Squatch will rapidly fall asleep, allowing you to safely remove them from your property without harming them or your property. It also works on Yetis. Warning, this product contains poison. Do not put your babies in it or use it as a baby trap. Just joking. Although, please get in touch if you really do have any stories about Bigfoot. I've recorded one true sighting about it already and I've been looking for more listener-submitted stories to put together an episode on Sasquatches. It can take me months to gather enough stories, so if you have any tips, please get in touch at www.supernaturalstories.ca. This show is ad-free, and if I do ever mention a company, it's because I want to share my appreciation for them. As a podcaster who produces the show by myself, I rely on two great sites to help me when I'm editing it together. Those are freesound.org and freemusicarchive.org. freesound.org was where I got the sounds of those school bells earlier from, or many of the other sounds I've used in previous shows, from creaking doors to crashing dishes. I make about half of the music you hear in Supernatural Stories, and as well as sharing music from my friends like David Conton and Eric Thorfinson and Lemon Bucket Orchestra, I also find excellent music on freemusicarchive.org and I always give out the names of all the tracks at the end of the show. Now, back to some stories. Tara shared her story of something she saw in the sky in episode 14, Unexplained Aerial Phenomena. She first got in touch with me after she saw my Facebook post looking for stories about haunted schools. I went to boarding school in a little town of, well, village actually, pre-late Saskatchewan. It was built in 1919, and it was run by the Ursuline Sisters. There were so many ghosts in the school, it was not even funny. I used to practice piano during lesser study. When I'd be playing, suddenly there'd be the saddest piano song I have ever heard in my life. And the first time it happened, I thought it was another girl that was playing But when I went to go check, she wasn't there. And the music was playing. I checked all four rooms, couldn't figure out where this music was coming from. So I decided to go up to the auditorium, which was just above us, thinking that someone must be playing up there. Get up there, open the door, music stops. Round the corner, no one could have gotten away from the piano quickly enough to hide and there was no one in the auditorium, and the music just stopped. This happened quite frequently when I was practicing. I always went to go check it out, never found who was playing that song. One day, I asked one of the sisters, the one that was in charge of the music room, and she told a story about how there was this one young girl who came to the boarding school. I believe she was from Mexico. 
she ended up joining the Ursuline sisters because she basically had nothing left to go home to. She missed her family so much, she ended up hanging herself in the music room. That's where I was hearing this song. The saddest song I have ever heard in my life. Finally, I just accepted that this is the way it was going to be, but at first it scared the living daylights out of me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Supernatural Stories, and thanks for telling your friends, family, co-workers, teachers, students, all about this show. The more people who hear about it and hear the show, the more people that will be able to submit their own true story to the show, and then I'll be able to make more episodes of it. It's been my pleasure to bring you this first season of the show based on stories that were submitted to me over Facebook and from people who got in touch who saw my posters and postings online. If you know anyone who's experienced anything like this or experienced it yourself, you can go to www.supernaturalstories.ca to get in touch. Now back to more of Tara's stories. There was a bunch of us practicing for a play. One of my friends went up what we called the suicide stairs because they were so steep to go to the lighting. Now, no one was up there with her. When she was up there, she felt something kind of like tugging at her clothes, and she just thought she caught it on something, so she didn't think anything of it. And when she turned to walk down the stairs, she was pushed, and she actually fell down the stairs into the garbage can that was right at the bottom of the stairs. Then there was the little girl in the kitchen. This is my favorite spirit in the entire school. She was a little girl. I don't know her background story. She had on a white dress with a red ribbon at the waist and a red ribbon in her hair. When you're in the kitchen preparing food and there's not many people around, you would hear like, and then your apron string would come undone or a wooden spoon would fall from where it was or like, you know, little things like that. But you would always hear her laugh No one had ever seen her until the day I was down in the kitchen. I could see right through her, except for the red ribbon at her waist and the red ribbon that was in her hair. Those were the only tangible things on her. Everything else you could just see right through. She was laughing and she just skipped around the kitchen. It was pretty cool. And you said that you were the first one to see it. How are you sure that there was no one else who's also seen her? Well, out of my classes, for the people that were in the school from when I was there, the sisters had never seen her. The kitchen staff never said anything about seeing her. And none of the other students saw her. But probably she showed herself to someone sometime. She never did any harm. She was just a little, I guess she was lonely and she just wanted to play, really untying the apron strings and moving things around or dropping something. How isolated was the school? It was in 
Crelate, which was a tiny little village. I think there was about 70-some people living in the village. Oh, so very, very isolated then. I'm guessing that's kind of the only thing in town almost. Like, if you counted the teachers, the people that lived there, and the girls, there was probably about 100 of us that lived there. There was one unmarked grave we were told about that was on the road that led to the highway. Apparently, someone that took their own life, and back in the day, they weren't allowed to be buried on consecrated ground. Thanks to Tara for getting in touch and sharing those stories. She has another story of the supernatural that she'll be back with in a future episode. The final story in this show will be from Henry. You might have heard it when I posted it over the summer during the week of the annual Doors Open Toronto event. Henry first got in touch with me when he saw one of my posters in downtown Toronto asking for anyone with a supernatural experience to get in touch with me. In addition to posters which I put up in Toronto and wherever else I get a chance to, I also make nationwide posts on Facebook that I sponsor. Without financial backing, I've spent a few dollars for each post myself to reach a new audience outside of my own circle, and that's largely how I've kept making the show with new stories being submitted. A dollar here and a dollar there adds up. The easiest way that you can help ensure that this show comes back with a second season is to send the show to people who you know might be interested in it and build the word of mouth. You can also leave a review on Facebook so anyone sees it. The other way that you can support the production of Supernatural Stories is by sending a dollar or more per month. I set up an easy page where you can do that at www.patreon.com supernaturalstories all one word, that's Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. In just a couple minutes, you can set up a micropayment, and micropayments like this help make podcasts like this possible so that people can enjoy the free content and so that we have a place in Canada to share our stories. Thanks for your support. I really mean that. I'm making these by the seat of my pants and enjoying all of the amazing stories you submit. Thanks right now to the Patreon supporters Molly Smith, John Minchikovsky, Linda Ander, and Parla Habla Espanol. This next story was very close to home. I used to live at the Artscape Gibraltar Point in the former principal's office of the old Toronto Island School next to the haunted Gibraltar Lighthouse. So when I was in grade one... I went to uh, the Island Public School, which was on the Toronto Islands. Yeah, many, any, a lot of the Toronto listeners who were born in the 80s, or I guess maybe up until the early 90s, will have done the field trip where you go to the science school. So that's kind of what we did. We did the thing where you stayed there overnight back in the 80s, where they used to open up the, the lighthouse. I think it's called the Gibraltar Point Lighthouse. I remember I went there when I was in grade one, and there's a group of about maybe like maybe 10 or 12 people. So we go inside the lighthouse, this is at nighttime, and we climb the top of the lighthouse, and our teacher who's there with us explains the whole ghost story with J.P. Rad Mueller, whatever his name is. You know, everything's fine, we go to the top of the, the lighthouse, and then as we're climbing down the, the lighthouse, all of a sudden everybody, and I mean everybody, kind of looks at each other, we kind of felt this 
sort of feeling like something kind of brushed past us. Like nobody said anything, but we kind of all sort of felt it and no one wanted to say anything. So as soon as we got to the bottom though, the tension has gone to the top and so everybody kind of just starts screaming. And the thing that I remember the most is that my teacher was also screaming. And so that's when I kind of felt like this isn't, you know, bullshit. They all kind of felt that something was there. Like we never saw any spirits, but we all kind of felt something was there. One of the kids all of a sudden tries to open the door and the door locks itself from the inside. So we literally cannot get out. And then we're freaking out more. And all of a sudden somebody yells, some kid yells, let us out. And like in a movie, I swear to God, this door just opened like that, out of the blue, this swing open, and we all just were able to get outside. But for the longest time, we couldn't get outside, the door locked from the inside. Now, naturally, myself and a couple of other kids felt, you know, maybe there's someone doing a prank. And so we ran outside the lighthouse to see if there's anybody around, and there's nobody there. And that was the first day that made me start to believe that there is spirits and ghosts, or whatever you want to call it. And then from that day, I kind of got into astrology and later on in life, which I'll get into, but that's kind of my first experience. And from the history, if anybody's interested, what I'm pretty sure the ghost was is, again, was J.P. Mueller, who was murdered on January 2nd, 1815, where apparently the soldiers from Fort York visited uh, J.P. Mueller in search of, like, some bootleg beer, and apparently they, they killed him, and that's the whole story behind it. And if anyone's listening and they feel like checking this out, you can take the ferry to... I guess the closest ferry is usually to Hanlon's Point. You can walk a little bit to Gibraltar Point. The school that was there is still there, and now it's the Artscape Gibraltar Point, where artists have studios, and you can probably go inside and see some art, but more importantly, you can also go to the lighthouse and check out the haunted lighthouse for yourself. I've never experienced a haunted house or a school myself, but I hope that, like me, you got to experience a bit of that strange phenomena that these storytellers saw firsthand. Not all ghosts are frightening, and certainly they're not mostly evil like they're shown in the movies. The phenomena of discarnate entities and spiritual energies in buildings is a very old and yet mysterious reality. Science may still find itself satisfied with its explanations, but for those who have experienced these sightings firsthand, those explanations will remain obviously flawed in their lack of attempt at true understanding. These have all been real stories from real people across Canada. Music featured in this show was by Silence is Sexy with Gate of Heaven, Ben Sound with Happiness, Audionautics.com with The Visitors, Augustine C with Heavenly Kingdom, Free Soul School Switzerland with Earth is Rising, Anonymous Choir performing Unisex Disciples Mize, and the aforementioned David Content with Schwartz. The rest of the tracks were by myself, Cal Goodbomb. Thank you for listening to Supernatural Stories, and thanks for telling your friends about the show and supporting a place for the supernatural in Canada. If you want to contribute a dollar or more towards the production of the show, you can go to patreon.com slash supernaturalstories. If you have a story of your own to contribute, you can do that at supernaturalstories.ca. Till next time. Feel the spirit.